you guys. Um, or nobody. <laughs> Probably nobody. Actually, nobody. Um, <laughs> Amy, I guess. Uh, this is Ramble Radio, and I don't know what episode this is, but it is uh, May 3rd, 2019, uh, and I'm driving home. And sometimes I like to pretend like I'm giving a, like telling a story on Moth Radio Hour. I sometimes like to pretend that I, I would eventually be, or eventually get the courage to speak and tell a story in that. And, uh, I don't know. I always come up with different stories, right? It's always been something happens. Like, would I tell a happy story or would I tell a sad story? But I was just kind of going through a story in my head and I don't know, I feel like I kind of wanted to verbalize it. Um, so, uh, I think this is how it would go. (sighs) Create scene. (laughs) Anyways. There's this hashtag going around. I don't know if any of you guys have heard of it. Um, it's kind of new. Um, I don't know. It's probably about it's probably a year old. Um, it's uh, hashtag Me Too. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you guys have heard of it. And that's not that's not my idea of a of a funny rape joke. It's just my uncomfortable way of dealing with my nervousness of how I'm going to start telling this story. Because I don't know if I've ever told it before in its entirety. Um, but I think I, I've come to come to be able to put it into words. Nobody really knows this, but I have a hashtag me too story as well. It's not anything horrific. Um, my therapist called it a little T trauma. Not to undermine what it is, but to express that there are big T traumas, and I don't know if I've ever experienced one, but it's trauma nonetheless. Yeah, it's trauma. I mean, the Me Too story started, uh, <laughs> it's hard to say that it started because it went on for a while, it's not just one moment one period in time. My Me Too moment and story started at the end of my freshman year. Very specifically, the last day of school my freshman year. I was a really social kid. I always had been. I always had a lot of friends. I wanted to reach out and I always wanted to make new friends and I accepted everyone into this huge circle of friendship that I had, whether I knew them really well or not. I just, I I considered everyone who I was even an acquaintance, a friendly acquaintance with, a a friend. Um, So I organized that on the last day of school, there was some movie coming out that was, um, I don't know, some big new release that everyone wanted to see. So I texted a bunch of people and I said, hey, I would love to everyone go to the movie after school. It was a half day. We can catch the matinee. And, uh, we can all go. Invite whoever you want. We'll just be one big movie-going experience. The 
movie theater was a short walk from school. Um, and as a freshman, I couldn't drive. But I uh, got a ride with me and my friend. Um, me and my girlfriend, not my girlfriend, but my girl who was a friend. And um, we got a ride with this boy. Uh, he had a red truck with only two seats in it, but me and my friend squeezed into the passenger seat and we drove to the movie theater. Like I said, it was in walking distance, so it wasn't very long of a drive either. I think we stopped at Target first, or maybe that was after, I can't really remember. But we went to, we eventually ended up at the movie theater. And if I'm being honest, completely honest, which I don't know if I've ever even said this aloud, I had a big crush on that boy who drove me. And I think my friend knew it, even though I probably never told her. Um, but anyways, we all plopped down in the movie theater. There's probably 10 to 12 of us. We had met other people, the three of us. And I sat in between the boy who drove me and another boy. This other boy was on my cross country team. We had been friends for a while. Um, and we were, yeah. He went back and forth and teased me all the time, and uh, you could say we had a flirty relationship to the outside, but to me it was nothing. He was just a guy friend on my cross-country team. I was only the only girl on the cross-country team, so, you know, they were all my guy friends on the cross-country team, and that's just what they were. But anyways, I sat next to the boy who drove me and this other guy. And I, I really, really wanted the boy who drove me to, I don't know, put some sort of interest in me. Invest in some interest in me, I guess you could say. I wanted him to pay attention to me. Maybe hold my hand or brush my arm at least. Because I really liked him. And for some reason, he didn't give me any attention. I don't know why. Maybe he didn't like me. Maybe he didn't think I liked him. I don't know what it was. We were good friends, and, you know, we got along really well, and I don't know. We just never talked about it. I didn't talk about a lot of things. And, but there was somebody in that movie theater who did pay attention to me but not in the way I wanted. I actually paid attention to me when I didn't want it. And it was the other boy, the other one that I sat next to. He was on my right. And I remember him kind of starting to graze my arm, touch my leg. He ran his hand just all over me. I was kind of frozen in a weird panic. I didn't know if what I had jokingly said to him or the way that we had talked or communicated for years was giving him the wrong idea. I thought that maybe it was it was me, you know, I was too flirty, I was too nice, and you know, I I owed this to him. But anyways, he asked me he would lean over and ask me questions. But they weren't questions like, is this okay? They were like, 
like it like that. He never asked me if I liked it in general because I don't think he cared if I liked it in general. He just wanted to make sure that I liked it like that. And I didn't. I didn't like it like that. I didn't like to be rubbed by him. And eventually, he stuck his hand on my shirt. Started like fondling my boobs in the most awkward way possible that you can in a movie theater seat. And I was just really, really hoping that the boy who drove me, the boy to my left, didn't see it. Because I really liked him. I did. And I didn't want him to see me letting some other boy pay attention to me for more than one reason. One, because I just didn't. I didn't want anybody to see me on that. But I was in a movie theater with 12 people who I considered my friends. And nobody was there to stop him or ask me if that was okay. Or I don't even know if anybody noticed. Anyways, eventually the movie ended. Felt like the longest movie in my life. I think I got up to go to the bathroom once. Couldn't find an excuse that wouldn't seem weird to go more than once. So I just endured it. And touching me. And eventually we got out of the movie. And that boy who drove me was supposed to drive me home. And he did. But he seemed not good, you know? I think my other friend was getting picked up, so I was the only one in the car on the way home. And he didn't talk the entire time. He actually drove really aggressively. Like he was angry. And he just kept saying that he just wanted to get home. And I kept telling myself, like, what's wrong? But he didn't, he clearly didn't trust me enough to talk about it. And I had this inkling feeling that it was me and the boy to my right that was wrong. Like, he had had some hope and dream. Like, he wanted me to pay attention to him, too. But since this other boy paid attention to me, he felt rejected. Now, I don't know if that's true, and I'm just making that up in my head, possibly. But... I kind of hope it was true. And I kind of hope that at one point he would have... I mean, I begged in my head for him to say something about it. If that was the thing. I wanted him in that car to be like, Why do you like him more than me? So that I could say I didn't want that. So I could vocalize that that was not something that I wanted. And that was not warranted behavior. And that he had done something to me that wasn't okay. And I wasn't okay with. But the boy who drove me home didn't ask. He didn't say anything. He didn't mention it. And I don't know if he even saw it or if he knows. 
or if he even still thinks about it, or if the boy to my right who did this unwarranted thing to me even still thinks about it, if he even realizes what he did, and I wish I could say that that movie theater moment was the end of it. I really wish that was the last time. I really wish it was the only time, but it wasn't. And I have to say that, and I have to live with that, that it wasn't. And I beat myself up every day that I wasn't strong enough to tell him to fuck off. But I didn't. And I don't know why. Because I was strong. And I had done a lot of things, and I have told a lot of boys to fuck off. But he crossed a boundary that touched and broke everything inside of me. the point where I didn't even know how to stop it. It's like he had taken down every one of my last defenses. And I just don't know how he got to me. But it went on. Just that. Just the touching and the rubbing and the texting. He always wanted to sex me. It was it was so uncomfortable. I couldn't make it stop. Eventually I would just turn off my phone and the next day at school I would tell him it died and I don't have a charger. Or that my mom took it away even though I was in high school and that didn't happen ever. Eventually it got to the point where I just wanted him to stop. And I was just giving in to everything that he said, every lie he told me, in hopes that maybe he would just get enough and he would just leave me the hell alone. One night, he asked for naked pictures. Something I had never sent before. Something I had never even fathomed of sending to a boy who I barely knew. But I figured maybe it would make it stop. So I did it. Another thing I regret every day of my life. But I did it. And I just kept wanting somebody to ask me about it. About him. And if I really liked him or if this was really a thing because I didn't know any other way to talk about it or to bring it up or to tell somebody but nobody ever asked me nobody ever asked me if I liked him or if I had a crush on him or if this was something I wanted nobody ever did nobody ever asked and that's all I wanted and then One day I was actually at a church youth group event and I got a text that he was going to the movies and again with a group of friends this was now the middle of my sophomore year and so I left my group my youth group event at the end and I walked over to the movie theater 
showed up. I was a little late. But the thing that he said to me in that text was not that he wanted me to come to the movie theater, although that was obvious, but that there was going to be a girl, one of my great friends who I had known since I was little, who had gone to our school but had transferred out, that she was going to be there. That I was going to be able to get to see her and we were going to be able to hang out and she was really excited to see me. And so I went, even though I knew that something bad could happen or that the movie theater incident from the last day of my freshman year could repeat itself, I went because I wanted to see this friend. So I got to the movie theater. I was a little late. The movie theater was just dark already. But I walked up the stairs to the top and there was a whole row of most of the guys in my cross country team, plus a couple more somebody's dad and I walked up on the wrong side because he was sitting on the other side and I walked up and I had to walk past every single one of my friends my acquaintances the kids who went to my high school every single one of them this random dad I had to walk by every one of them to get to the end of the row next to this guy and I passed by every single one and not a single one was my friend who I was supposed to be able to see and I sat down finally and I leaned over and I asked him where she was and if she was coming and he said no she canceled she couldn't make it here and in that moment everything felt like it was caving in. I started to get kind of, everything felt small and tight and the chair felt really uncomfortable. And I sat there and I put my purse on my lap just hoping that that would signal that I didn't want this. I kept my jacket on even though it was hot in the movie theater. Yet, eventually, he moved my purse out of the way and it started all over again. He's rubbing me all over, trying to hold my hand. And eventually, he stuck his hand down my pants. And he didn't get much farther than that, but he asked me if I liked it like that. And I just kind of shook my head, yet I think he was watching the movie and not really looking at me. And so I don't think he saw it, or maybe he did and he just didn't fucking care. But I just kind of shrugged and I got real tense. And I just let it happen again. Now I'm working through this, and I've started to hate myself less, and I started to guilt myself less. I know that it's not my fault. It was him. That I know now that just because you don't explicitly say no, that doesn't mean yes. I know that. But I'm sad to say again 
that didn't stop there. He wanted to sex more. He wanted more naked pictures. He wanted more of everything. And eventually I started to say no. I started to say no. I said, no, I don't want this. I said, fuck off. He called me like a tease and stuff. He thought it was just fun and games, my nose. He thought my nose were fun and games. Something he could toy with and something that turned him on even more. So eventually I communicated that no meant fucking no. And he got angry. He got really angry. And before I could speak, because I didn't want to speak because I was ashamed, he said something first. And he actually said it to my best friend at the time. I say at the time because we're no longer best friends. And this is why. He told her that I just kept bugging him. I kept wanting more from him. He essentially just talked about himself and yet said it was me. He said I kept sending him nudes and he didn't want it. And it was weird and he didn't really even like me very much. That's what he said to my best friend. And another boy, he said it to my best friend and another boy. And so when I wasn't around, they would spread it. They started calling me Hoanna, Hoanna. And a whore and a slut, all behind my back without me knowing. When I wanted somebody to just ask me how I felt about him so that I could tell them I didn't like what he was doing and that I didn't know how to make him stop, instead they didn't ask and they called me Hoanna. I wanted a reason to explain myself yet they never fucking asked. And then I had two amazing friends come up to me. They sat me down in the library during lunchtime so that nobody was around. Even the librarian wasn't in there. And they sat me down at this table and they said, We have something that we have to tell you because we can't let it happen anymore and it's not fair that it's happening behind your back and we just want to know what's happening. Because we don't think this is like you. But if it is, you can do this and that's fine but I, we don't support you. And I said, what? What are you talking about? And they said, your best friend keeps talking and calling you names, these horrible, horrible names. And they say it's because you keep doing this thing with this guy. And he told them that he doesn't really even like you. And that you're just doing it because you want attention. there in shock. I didn't even know that he was turning around and blackmailing me. That I was becoming the whore of the school without even ever knowing it. And I looked at them and I said no. I said no I don't. I don't like him. 
And instead of saying he did these things to me without me wanting it, I told him that he was lying. That none of that stuff ever happened. That I was just flirting with him and I told him no and I told him to fuck off because he kept propositioning me and I just didn't want it and so now he's angry and he's making up these lies. I told them what I wanted to be able to do, not what actually happened. I told them that I told him to fuck off even though I took me so long to tell him to fuck off and that those things actually happened. And that's kind of where my Me Too story ended, in a way. Yet my sophomore year ended up being the worst year of my life to this day. Not only was I sexually assaulted, it's hard to say that, those two words, sexual assault. I was sexually assaulted, I lost my best friend, my now boyfriend at the time, who was also my best friend at the time, was so involved with this other girlfriend he had that he had no idea that I was even off or that anyone was even calling me a whore because in a funny way he's oblivious like that. He was so out of the loop that it took me until two years into, into our relationship that I explained to him in a very drunken haze what had happened that night, in that year, I guess. I don't even know if I told him the whole story or not. But I was severely blackmailed, I lost my best friend. Everyone thought I was just up for grabs, really. And I never got to rewrite the story to make him the bad guy and not me. I never got to tell the truth, to be quite honest. And it's still hard for me to tell the truth. I don't tell anyone. Like I said, this is the first time I've ever shared the story in completion. I still get really shaky and I run into him sometimes and every time I have a mini panic attack. It's horrible. I shake and I break down. And I think about how it's not fair that he gets to continue living his life while I suffer with the memory of what he's done to me. While I have to sometimes not enjoy sexual times with my very loving and caring boyfriend because he fucked with me and that sucks so yeah I have a me too story and it's a little tea trauma and it's not okay. And and not responding doesn't mean yes.
And saying nothing doesn't mean yes. And being passive about it doesn't mean yes. The only thing that means yes is yes. Thank you.